Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Speaking of hard, welcome back to Quality Time. It is uh, another week. I say this show is hard because Jeremy is about to be suspended from picking movies for, uh, I think, a month. I think, your, I think your movie picks are getting revoked after this week. Um, but no, we're here. My name is Eric Woodworth. I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. How many other Joan Jet movies have you chose? I, I, I have a. I'll tell you what. I have a new stance. This will be the only one featured. <laughs> Moving forward, <laughs> by golly, uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, hello. How are you? Tell us about the hot tooth. Oh man, Daddy, everything hurts. <laughs> Ashley is currently on screen sitting like a 1920s person just like with a with a toothache like oh gee golly sure do wish they could get the forceps out uh I am kind of feel, I, it's so funny you say that I have had a thought right before I, I signed on that I was like oh, just, maybe I just find some pliers I can just pick it out myself <laughs> you know you know where you could uh, get some help not you. <laughs> no, tell me. Uh, he's, he's a he's hotel a Jeremy. <laughs> he's a very good doctor. He was in World War II. His his name was Zell, and his name was the device of Engel because he's really good at des- dentistry. So, oh, ang- <laughs> oh, go to Engels. I got gotcha. you. So, right, cool. so here's what's going on, and I know Eric probably more than anyone's kind of been aware of this. So, I went to the a new dentist like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe now. And I hadn't had a, a cleaning in like a year. Like one of my friends is going to dental school. So I actually got cleanings for free because she used me as a, a student, which Hell is great because yeah. like I trust her and it's whatever. So everything's been good. I go to the new dentist and he says, um, he says, no, honestly, we don't see any new cavities. Everything looks really good. Um, and I'd even mentioned to him. I said, while you're looking around, I have like a 10 year old filling and I know that they break down over time. Can you just let me know how they're looking? Because it makes me nervous to think they might start to fall apart. I try to be proactive because I'm good with my teeth. And he goes, nope, everything looks great. Everything's fine. Three, four days after my cleaning, I start to have insane sensitivity <laughs> around the old filling. Uh, you hear like you, you hear like the theme song to Cheers and you start crying. You're like that sensitive. Making <laughs> a way in the world today. <laughs> sensitive like if if eric says the wrong thing i'm like what did that mean (laughs) (laughs) what does it mean i look funny 
<laughs> yeah. Whenever I swear to God, <laughs> when Eric goes, your hair is wild like a lion. I'm like, oh, because I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. That type of sensitivity. Um, so I go back for an emergency visit and he goes, oh, but the filling doesn't look like it's breaking down. Here's just some Sensodyne toothpaste. It should help. There you go. Here, here, rub a little bit of this baby aspirin on it. You'll be fine, <laughs> crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm a woman. I, you know, if this, really, if this really was the 1920s, I'd be like, hey, you could have at least given me an unauthorized orgasm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine you have just such a shit dentist. They're like, oh, does your toofy woofy hurt? Here's some Sensodyne. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's really good for uh, women's teeth? Radium. Yeah, radium. <laughs> the radium girl, shout out. Well, my biggest, so now I have an appointment on Tuesday, and I'm just like, rip out the old filling. Rip it out, mm -hmm. put in a new one. I don't care at this point. One of my biggest fears about all this pain that I'm in is I'm like, what if it's infected because something went wrong and no one's dealt with it? Yeah. <laughs> I need something worse, so I'm miserable. Well, I'm sorry. That does suck. As a person who's had an infected tooth that needed a root canal and mm. knowing the excruciating pain involved with that, uh, yeah, I know exactly uh, the fear. Um, mm. I do remember how fucking bad my tooth was getting extracted. Um, because yeah. I needed a full on uh, root canal on this yeah. this guy, this chomper right here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was all infected and like I had very bad insurance. Uh, mm -hmm. And by that I mean none. And so I yeah. had to find somebody that would do it for an afford, do me a root canal for an affordable price. Yeah. And uh, the guy I settled on. Um, it was just this Eastern European guy that basically worked out of a house and um, like he had a little rascals painted sign that said dental surgery. Uh, that's how it was like a handcrafted <laughs> one. Um, Wait, are you saying he's he's two Middle Eastern men on top of each other in a doctor's coat? Uh, no, yes, he was just he's, they, they're little rascaling my entire mouth. There was a dog in the waiting room. Uh, his, and his sign said dental care, 25 cents. <laughs> but I, I remember, no, this place that I went to was so bad, uh, but they all I had to do was pay $200 and fill out a blank index card with my credit card information, and they pulled my tooth. Um, seemed a little sketchy, but hey, they did give me a root canal. I just remember the one thing, you know how like the oral hygienist like kind of works on your mouth a little bit, preps you up? I yeah. remember she's like, I was like, um, I need to spit. She was like, you can go ahead and spit. And I looked around and I was in a chair that didn't have the spit sink. And I was like, oh, it's one of these places. So she just handed me the suction cup. And she's like, here, stick in mouth. And I was like, <laughs> I just fucking sucked the juice out of on my own accord. Uh, yeah. I was... love those because the slut in me is like, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was horrible. I, one other, I got one other cool dental story all right mm -hmm. now listen when i i used to work uh years ago uh at this place called m and k and one of our foremen was this guy named uh melbino and melbino also did not have health insurance and needed to get a tooth pulled now what you can do is if you need you got a hot tooth 
uh, you can get it extracted for free if you go to the University of Maryland. And what they do is they let the dental uh, students operate on you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and basically what you do is you get sat in like a big classroom and there's Mm -hmm. like a teacher who's a real dentist there. And then Mm -hmm. all like 18 to 22 year olds that are going to do the thing. And Mel told this story. He's like, man, I got there. And they start giving, I got gas on my nose or whatever. So my mouth is open and I'm starting to get a little woozy. And then she goes, open your mouth. And I open my mouth and she goes, oh my God. <laughs> and then she said, then another head poked over and it was a guy that looked maybe a year older. He goes, oh, it's cool. I saw one of these yesterday. And then he blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> he just went to dark. Uh, he said he woke up though, and uh, he didn't have a tooth anymore. So they uh, they were able to get it out. But well, if if they tell me they have to pull it, right? Like, of course, I'd be like, okay, do what you got to do. But I'm under the impression they hopefully should be able to save this tooth, and it just needs the old filling ripped out. And they'll re- replace it. But mm-hmm. I do have this fear that once they open up this old filling, they'll be like, oh, my God, no wonder you have migraines like every day. It's been eating into the bone of your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always assume the worst thing is going to happen to me. And then I'll be this lady who doesn't have a like my jaws missing because they got to try to save me and my face caves in on the one side. Yeah, you come home looking like uh, Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice at the end where he's like, Beetle and the whole fucking <laughs> mandible falls off. Well, there as much pain as I'm in because I know I need to move move us along. I will tell you guys about my poor mom this week. So I went to the Everclear concert on Wednesday. And as I am headed for the doors, I get a phone call. Mm. And I decide to take it. And it's <laughs> my dad. And he's like, hey, so like, don't, don't freak out. But your mom's in the ER. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? He said, well... An entire, an entire shipment of granite fell on your mom and crushed her. <laughs> Jesus, a freak granite accident. <laughs> so just a whole. Is it like a, is it like the scene in Crime Wave where all the doors were falling over and your mom was just slowly outrunning? You're like, oh no. I think you were the one that called it Looney Tunes. Yeah, like, yes. it does. It does feel like Wiley e. Coyote is my mom. Um, yeah, did, it, and- did, did she bite on that sign that said "Mom Food Here"? <laughs> she thought she could run through the door. <laughs> it was a sheet of granite. Okay, yeah, so they painted a giant pillow on it, and they said, "Jump here." <laughs> oh, so sad. So I'm like, "What? Are, what are you telling me?" Apparently, my mom was at my sister's house. My sister had granite in the basement. I don't understand why or what. Like, haven't seen it. But apparently, my mom was down there and leaned up against it. She was alone. The entire thing falls on top of her and crushes her. (laughs) (laughs) So wait a minute. Is it like her whole body? Like she's pressed like the, like a panini underneath on this basement floor. So I, I guess, well, but so the worst part is her legs being trapped. She can't get herself out because of how heavy it is. Mm. And my mom 
like no one could hear her scream for help so she had to pull herself out from underneath and she tore off a lot of flesh (laughs) um so my mom's got a lot of stitches um but even sadder like on top of that she said the day after she got all the stitches thankfully no broken bones but she was like oh why why does the back of me hurt so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) then she looked in the mirror oh my god it looks like a rorschach chest like she's black and blue from the impact of Mm. hitting the ground under all that weight i actually Um, i did uh i did get some audio from your mom for this show uh i'll share real quick you were cold as ice (laughs) but still rick james even after taking a beating like that fuck your couch nigga (laughs) this motherfucker's going out his legs is like like this Pontius. I've been kicked out of better homes than this. <laughs> I'll be back, you black motherfuckers. Wide nose having motherfuckers. There you go. <laughs> yep, my mom was like, fuck that granite. Uh, that granite. <laughs> my legs. My legs. <laughs> oh, man. So, is she going to be okay? You That's know, good. she going to live. Uh,. How much longer? I don't know, but <laughs> so how many how many slabs and, and uh how tall? I don't know. I haven't seen these like but then my idiot get this, my idiot sister, because that's what she is. My idiot sister after this experience was like, Oh, I can try to move them by myself. <laughs> My family is like a group of lemmings headed for a cliff. Like, I I don't understand how these morons have, A, reproduced, and also just keep living. Just just think, all they they did was spend one week in the mines. They can barely handle it, you know? (laughs) It would be funny if you went to see your mom. She's like... (laughs) Actually, I have the black lung from working on the <laughs> granite all day. <laughs> I, it just, I don't understand. My mom is so accident prone. Like a, like a few years back, my mom had to go to the ER because she was opening up a can of wet cat food and sliced her thumb almost off. That was crazy. She got stitches for that. She's a French pastry chef. One time she fell into the oven. Got no, she didn't fall into the oven. She did not have a Hansel and Gretel situation. Yes, she did. She tripped and fell into the oven while she was big. <laughs> burned. Bad. Do you remember during the pandemic, Eric? Do you yeah. remember when she accidentally lit the grill and she burned off all I do remember that. That's pretty hilarious. Like, my mom is a freak anomaly. God keeps trying to take this bitch. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep living. Your, like, mom, your mom seems like a person who falls for every time you ask to pull the pull your finger. She'll do it every time and be surprised. Like, what? It was a fart again? Yeah, that's, <laughs> man, that is so, so accurate. But my favorite thing is just whenever she has these horrible accidents that happen all the time. That she'll go, <laughs> I don't, me not being careful. And I'm like, I think you might be retarded. Like, I don't. Uh, you know, you know what happened uh, yesterday? It was, uh, I was, was, because uh, you talked, we were, well, I mentioned uh, pulling the finger or whatever. I was walking upstairs and um, I got to the top step and uh, I yelled to my uh, daughter. I screamed because, like, I kind of, tweaked something in like my lower back right 
And mm. so Jane comes, she's like, are you okay? I was like, I think I pulled something on my back and I lifted oh. my hand and I knew that as I lifted it, I also had a massive fart that is <laughs> brewing and she legit went to grab my hand, to help me up. And I ripped the biggest, loudest. She's like, dad, I, she, as she was grabbing, she's like, I'm going to help you. This better not be a fart. And I knew. <laughs> You betrayed her trust. <laughs> and the thing is, I did need a hand. But I was like, Bwah! it was just too perfect. I'm just going to say it. This is almost as bad as men that trick women into vans with puppies. It's it's the same concept. Yeah. Being like, I got something I need help with. Sometimes it's, you know, assault. Sometimes it's a fart. It's the same thing. Uh, we're... Like, like a van, you have to vomit. True that. True that. Um, speaking of vomit, um, Jeremy, you went all the way to <laughs> New York City uh, last. New York City. Yeah, and to meet a to meet a big name, uh, a celeb. How did that go? Yeah, I uh, prepped this uh, a month ago. Uh, Matt McConaughey was selling a uh, children's book called Just Because. I think it should have been called uh, "Just Because There's Weed" or something. But uh, <laughs> how to uh, how to steal your parents' stash? A children's book by Matthew McConaughey. I uh, I, I gave myself extra extra time, and also gave way too much time to the end to to get out of New York because I my my bus home was going to be two a.m. so I could get Ugh. back to work the next morning. Uh, also I got back from, or got to New York by, uh, 10 or 11, but, uh, strand, this is like a really old bookstore where they had a, what do you call it? A promotional, obviously. And, uh, 800 people showed up. Wow. And they almost, almost encircled the block. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, the amazing thing is they, 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 uh, what do you call it? Um, uh they what do you what do you call it like a a factory line where assembly it's like line yeah they, assembly had, line, they had a full-on yeah. assembly line of like it was like down to the t so the people were moving fast through there right literally you, you can have like five ten seconds next goodbye yeah so I, I gave him my whole story, you know, and really personal things, and then then then, then they they had to kick me out. So I was yeah. screaming, I'm Dude, kidding. They were like, "I loved you in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I think it's your greatest movie. I think it's your <laughs> best movie you've movie. ever been in. Um, I love so, you, like, Renee Zellweger in that. Ooh, did you like that movie? It's enough, <laughs> sir. Sir, again, step away from Mr. McConaughey. <laughs> so um, I realized that this place was the in the village. Which it's it's very synonymous since the seventies, like places like Ramrods or something. Yeah. Um, probably the worst um, transsexual I've ever. Tra- I mean, trans. Tram. What is what is it where you just where you'd wear dr- women's clothing? Trans- uh, Cross dressing. Cross dresser. Drag. Yeah, drag. Transvestite. A transvestite, not a transsexual. Okay, a transvestite. Got it. Uh, this one guy. Obviously, he had a dress with a string, a string dress, yeah. string dress. Looks literally like me as a schlub, but with a dress. So I'm like, well, you're you're really, really, really working it. So <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> transvestite I've probably ever seen. It's like, no, you you need to learn something from like RuPaul or something. Yeah, maybe maybe work on the makeup a little bit, you know. 
<laughs> like exactly. Like she had a full I mean, goatee. She was covered in psoriasis. Might, might as well. But every, the funny thing was there there were some really good transvestites where it's yeah. like, man, this uh this woman looks really got good except she's like six foot three. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's a dude. So. Well, nice. Jeremy, did you know that I actually did uh, a porno with Matthew McConaughey called Glazed and Confused? <laughs> Glazed and Confused. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, now uh, I got one, I got one more final okay. story. I'm trying to make it quick. So I, I finally walked to the bus stop at uh, midnight, and my my bus was going to be two a.m. So I'm just sitting in a chair waiting for for the bus. At 1 a.m., also, I'm right next to a trash can that's full of rats. So that was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back, back at home again. Oh. <laughs> so. Did you just take out a sleeping bag? You're like, boys, do you know, do you know Gerald? <laughs> he sent me. I'm just, I'm just glad they were, they were New, York, New York rats because Baltimore rats are, are much scarier and much larger. Yeah. You just but. rub them together and you're like, there's no place like home. There's no <laughs> place like home. But you can tell when you pick up a when you pick up a New York rat and it doesn't it doesn't flop. It's real crispy in the middle, you know. Uh, that's how you, it's the best rats in the world. <laughs> so, one a.m. One a.m. I'm I'm just barely sleeping, and all of a sudden this bum uh, charges me up the sc- sidewalk full speed, and I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna have to fight somebody or something. This guy's crazy or something, and he. He runs past me and he's doing like some weird kind of calisthenics or something where he's like huffing and puffing almost like a crazy person like Jeff would do or something. Okay. And he's like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, crazy fucking homeless person? So I'm like, I, I have it right on my eyes. Like, don't, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. He's like 20 feet. And, uh, and finally he just runs away. And I'm like, Thank God. I don't know what kind of drugs or, or what kind of mental problem I was like. I, I really thought I was going to have to punch somebody out. I like, so. I like, I like, listen, Jeremy. I mean, you went to see this Matthew McConaughey book. Maybe this is your children's book writing itself. Jeremy sleeps on the streets of NY. <laughs> I was, I was in a drunken stupor days when a homeless man made his ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Seuss, the the ways of the homeless in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I'll I, sleep with rats on the street. I will share my tainted meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. It, it, was, it was just me, my clothes, and my balls when this guy offered me fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> it was just enough, just enough quiet on the street so that uh, all of a sudden you hear them right, right by. It was like, oh, I, I got to get away from this trash can. I'm getting all creeped out. They're coming out of the trash. Oh my gosh! Ugh. New York is disgusting, and I'm not afraid to say it. I think it's one of the worst cities in the world. No, I think New York is much better than Baltimore. But really, uh, there's there's so much more uh, Scooby Doo ghost town of, of of Baltimore. I've never been threatened with being shot in Baltimore, to be honest. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so. I guess that I guess that's it. Go for it. Uh, okay, good. Well, a, a successful trip. Um, sounds like Jeremy. Very exciting. You know, I didn't have a, a crazy week of shows or anything. Uh, I did go to see a couple of shows. I went to go see uh, the the great Beck at Merriweather last Sunday, which was lovely. I had a great time, and then. 
later in the week for uh, Sweet Thomas Simbazo's birthday, uh, we went up to go see Death Clock and Baby Metal, which was mm, chef's kiss good. Uh, really love. Didn't know I would like Baby Metal as much as I did. They were fucking awesome. Um, really, really. And I laughed so hard during Death Clock. Everything about it. Uh, big fan of the song Ejaculating Fire. Shout outs to that. Uh, probably the best music video of just a giant pharaoh who just comes fire and melts people everywhere. Very good stuff. But I just assumed ejaculating fire was what you do after eating flaming hot Cheetos. This is true. <laughs> this is also true. You're not wrong. Um, so uh, I there was one portion of the show, though, where... Uh, uh, we went to go get some uh, alcoholic beverages. I wanted to get a beer, you know. And um, I might be, uh, uh, I, I maybe took a little bit of mushroom tea, so I'm tripping pretty good. I've been I've been on it for a while. And uh, we're sitting there uh, in line for, for a beer, and I see this giant woman walk by, past me. Like she, it's like, it's like spotting a whale in the wild. You can't unsee this woman. She is ginormous. She's wearing mm-hmm. a black dress and I just kind of peer out. I, I don't want to be rude because I'm also kind of uh, in a different state. I'm like, like, don't look her directly in the eye. It'll be fine. We're, 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 we're going to have a good time. Tommy leans into my ear and he goes, <laughs> He's like, did you see that big bitch? And I was like, yeah, I saw. And I'm starting to giggle already. He was just like, she, he's like, he looks, <laughs> she looks like, she, she looks like the, the giant person, the giant wrestler that Al Bundy had to face in multiple episodes of Married with Children, which he's referring to this King Kong Bundy right here, um, which <laughs> Now I'm in absolute tears. And he goes, dude, stop laughing. She's right behind us. And I go, I know. I can't stop. Oh, God. <laughs> oh man. So I did see a King Kong Bundy-esque woman uh, feet away from me, and I couldn't uh, stop giggling at it. So she was a real job of the slut? Yeah. I mean, whew, gosh. If she, yeah, I was expecting her to walk over and go, una te wata zulu. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that was a hoot. Get her to her, get her, to her bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it Man, was. Yeah, death, death clock is what follows her around every moment of every day, just counting down until she takes her last breath. <laughs> yeah, she's so bi- She was so big. I thought she could uh, transport me light years across the universe to meet Thrawn. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's a reference for probably just Jeremy and our Star Wars listeners. But uh, shout out. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but no, it's overall a great time, and uh, you know I can't complain. We're in the fall season, uh, which I'm excited about, and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're all here once again for another wonderful episode of Quality Time. Um, Jeremy, would you like to tell people about this week's pick? Probably the best, uh, best uh, rock and roll movie with Joan Jett. Okay, yeah, that is, uh, I guess that's correct. Um, this is 1987's Light of Day, which... For years, Jeremy has told me to watch, and now he's forced me to watch. And never at any point 
did you mention anything other than this movie except that Joan Jett likes to talk about PVs and the PV uh, amplification equipment? Yes? Well, you know, that was our, our go-to. Is like, uh, which has nothing to do with what we what was actually said in the movie, but my cousin would always say, hey, you got to have that PV. So... Completely out of context. <laughs> I before I played guitar myself, I always thought PV was just a, a newfangled term for penis. <laughs> I agree. Kind of like it's kind of like t- uh, a penis and t- t- tiny PV. So. Yeah, that is actually kind of. Oh, he's got a PV. Mm. We got a PV. If we had the PV, it's about the PV. If we had the PV, PV. <laughs> Rip PV Herman. <laughs> so there, there you go. There's a, there's my tribute to the PV just for, just for you, Jeremy. I really like to see a updated version where um, she says the word Mackie instead. Mackie. I want a Mackie. If we had a Mackie, it would be good. If we had a Sennheiser, this would be best. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, yes, this is uh, Stars of the Great Joan Jett and the uh, the one and only Michael J. Fox. Uh, has lots of other little uh, cameos and uh, uh, co uh other actors in this movie with with some notoriety including spinal tap zone the great michael mckean uh who plays boo montgomery uh which just sounds like the dumbest thing Uh, uh it also has jason miller from the exorcist uh who plays father karis um who plays the dad in this movie and uh will watch things happen to his family and show the type of emotion one would equate with uh someone losing the rams game that day and he's a raiders fan um it's just (laughs) if i'm not mistaken did i see or slash read that is trent reznor in this movie yes (laughs) it's it's the other band the uh the, the 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 uh techno band yeah yeah, he's in the techno band. Uh, you also see, even in the opening scene, you'll see a little bit of uh, uh, Michael Roker, who's playing the bartender Oogie uh, as a very young man uh, back in the day. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's really, you know, you got every everybody in this film, anybody that you could uh, want to see in a horrible movie. Um, I would rename it Nine Inch Fails. <laughs> I also think it's... Well, I'm a- I'm a big fan of uh, Jenna Rollins in the movie Gloria, where she just kicks ass and kills uh, mafia guys. So, so and now, now something to keep in mind about this: this is uh, written and directed by the same writer who wrote the great movie Taxi Driver. 
Um, and he, uh, Paul Schrader, this is a directorial and uh, and writing credit for this. Now, he uh, he originally didn't write this for Joan Jett at all. He wrote this for, um, basically for, what's his name? Um, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. So this is a movie for Bruce Springsteen. That, Hello, Rich! And he actually, for the soundtrack, originally had written a song called Born in the USA, but he liked it so much that he took it off of the soundtrack. He's like, I think I'm going to put this one on my album. And instead wrote some fucking crappy song to put on this soundtrack. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I think the script was originally supposed to be called Born in the USA. And they were like, well, we ain't got Bruce Springsteen on board no more. But you got to change it. We got a Joan Jett. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man so because uh, i hate myself for writing you <laughs> <laughs> but well we'll take the the fun journey down this movie um that jeremy made us watch so it starts out where uh there's this local band called the bar busters which is uh you know as a as a man who made a comedy special that will never be released called bar show hero that really does speak to me um we get to see michael roker as uh the bartender oogie in that opening scene as well as the rest of the band uh michael mckeon michael j fox who's playing the git fiddle and the great joan jett on vocals um joe and patty though they go to visit their mom now uh patty uh who's played by joan jett has a illegitimate son uh she's a she is a uh, a mother a wet locked mother uh and she uh uh obviously has some choice words in a cantankerous relationship with her mother as you can hear in this prayer uh at the dinner table Hey, look, I told her, I warned her, I was real clear. I told her if she mentioned church or rock and roll or marriage, I'd walk out of the room if I was in it, hang up the phone if I was on it. She can't bring up those subjects no more. It was just prayer. Yeah, that's her trick. Thought she could get away with it. No way, man. There's no middle ground. It's her or me. She's, she's trying to destroy us, Joey. Music is all that matters. Music is all that matters. Yeah, fuck that kid. It's the church of rock and roll, man. The church of rock and roll, man. Uh, I did. I did make a note that said, "Is this a portrait of my family gatherings?" Yeah. Because it was remarkably similar. Just sitting there having prayer at Thanksgiving, be like, "God, please help Ashley to find other hobbies." Besides <laughs> podcasts <and> comedy, <laughs> let her find a husband so that he can make her subservient and docile. <laughs> so, uh, oh, gosh. being a struggling artist that they are between Joe and Patty, Michael J. Fox and uh, uh, Joan Jett, respectively, uh, they decide to knock off some tools from uh, somebody they kind of know. Um, as they're trying to fix everything up, you'll hear this line right here. If we had the PV, we wouldn't need this. Non-subject. So they got to get the PV. Otherwise, you know, how can they even have a rock concert? Uh, but Joe's co-worker uh, strong arms him because he kind of knows that he stole it and says uh, he'll beat the sh Basically, he says, I'll beat the shit out of your sister if you don't fucking give me my money back. And so... He ends up having to ask his mom for a $600 loan, which she reluctantly gives. Um, which, sorry, can I just say real quick about that whole thing? My opinion. If you're already such a dirtbag 
that they're doing what they're doing, stealing from people, lying, whatever. Why would you go to your mom and be like, I need $600 because we're in legal trouble? <laughs> what? You lie about that shit. Say your car's broken down. What the fuck is wrong with you? Who taught you how to lie? Yeah, wouldn't it be better if you just said we really do need the PV? I like I like I feel like that's an easier ask. Um, yes. Be like, hey, that bastard kid of hers. Well, guess what? He needs food. Six hundred dollars, please. So <laughs> legal trouble. They, I, I prefer I prefer the story that says, uh, hey, I just got all these tools for some crack. Yeah. <laughs> can I also sorry, can I also just say r- real quick? I am a little disappointed in this movie because I thought the big twist ending was going to be that these two siblings are fucking. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I thought that the big surprise was going to be Michael J. Fox was the father of this kid. Yes! It is it is implied a lot in the movie, especially like later you'll see that the kid calls him dad. He's like, "Don't ever call me dad." Yeah. Can't you see I'm basically a child and I'm a cute actor? There's no way I fucked. Um, I'm, a, I'm a teenage dad werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Teen wolf dad. <laughs> I just need more movies with uh, little children naked. So, yeah. Dude, I made that note. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. I like <laughs> I think it's I think it's true though, but like you know, if you saw Michael J. Fox's penis, you'd be like, "Oh, look, it's just like mine." Um, <laughs> I imagine it being like that, you know. Uh, so a he, lot of grown men watched this movie and found out they're hung like a child. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, uh, but as they play another show, there's constant musical breaks where they uh, play shows and stuff and show different bands, and uh, so they play a show. Uh, but uh, the next day when they're going to uh, the grocery store, he catches uh, uh, Joan Jett boosting good steaks, not just roast. So she's stealing from the grocery store. Uh, and uh, later she presents them as a, uh, as, a, a, as a prize for the rest of the band. They're like, oh, guess what? We got st- we're going to make uh, fucking hotel steaks. Which, by the way, there's no grill. <laughs> they're like in this place. It takes place in Cleveland in winter. There's no way to even cook the they're just gonna hot plate these fucking steaks in there um which <laughs> by the way and so and, and michael j fox who uh you know at this point it's kind of implied that he fucked his sister we don't you know it, we'll find out later it's not true he's like you know what we live like fucking roach people and vagrants how dare you fucking steal food Excuse me, since when have you been above boosting food to eat? What are you going to do next? Put them out in the street? I hear there's a lot of money in kitty porn. So, uh... He's talking about. I like it. His slippery slope is today. You're stealing steaks. Next, next day, you're whoring out your child. Well, can I just? No, that's hilarious that you bring that up. Can I say two things? One, I, I legitimately kind of see his point the idea wasn't that they were stealing food because in the movie what we see is that she starts hiding the food in her child to get out of the grocery store so she starts using him to get away with stuff that i think is like yeah that's gross but it's weird for him to drop the line what's next kitty porn and then a few <laughs> minutes later we will see a naked little boy's doodleheimer and I, just, I just don't understand who thought these were good concepts to throw into this movie that's that's ironic so yeah. uh M- mjf uh my, my favorite part is that she probably could have gotten like 
10 more steaks for her body. It's like, Hey, I, she look, looks normal, normal now. Cause she's really skinny. So that is get, true. Get more steaks. I love stealing steaks. So won't you come steal <laughs> half a gallon, baby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Joe, uh, played by Michael J. Fox, uh, takes the kid, Ben, back to uh, their mom's house. Uh, she goes to retrieve him later because she's been out on the road. She can't. She physically can't stop uh, rocking. And uh, <laughs> mom has a couple of choice words for old Joni Jett. Being lugged around place to place in a van. Waking up at night in a strange hotel alone, no one to talk to. What do you think he is, a suitcase? I'm leaving. Let's go, Benji. Reverend Ansley wants you to see a counselor. I want you to speak to him. You took my problems to a minister? What the hell does he have to do with anything? It's not going to be so easy this time, Patty. You're going to have to prove yourself. From what I can see, you're not a fit mother. She's not wrong. Or daughter, or sister. Anything. Well, I am Benji's mother. And since when are you an authority on fit mothers? Since when are you an authority on anything? Wait, wait. I ain't staying in this house. Open your beer. Come on, why don't you just, what, are, what, what happens, Joni? Do we grow up to be assholes or what? Um, so, well, my sister's disappearing because I'm in the future. So uh, she storms off and they go downstairs. Uh, and uh, he has like this weird talk about like, why didn't you just have an abortion but didn't? And then uh, did you ever figure out who the father was? And uh, uh, she was like, you know, you never figured out who the father was. It was someone mom respected. And uh, they switch it all up and stop talking about that. And instead switch to maybe what the band should do next. Shit, come on, Patty. I wasn't a metalhead when everybody else was a metalhead. Yeah, not just metal, a new sound like techno pop metal. <laughs> There you go, techno pop metal. Um, that's that's the thing. And then she would go on to make to make this song. <laughs> if we had the PV, 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 techno metal. Um, so. Uh, Next, we jump into the. Uh, we get to see the fabulous Thunderbirds playing to a full show. Jeremy, how many fabulous Thunderbirds shows did you go to in the eighties? I don't know if I did, but I, I became a fan of uh, the guitarist because he was uh, Stevie Ray Ray Vaughan's brother. Oh, so, I'm I, I think, I'm I Simon Ray Vaughan. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Vaughan, and uh, apparently he was actually the older brother of uh, Stevie Ray. Gar and, uh, I'm Garfunkel uh, Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> the height of the fabulous fun Thunderbird. So, yeah, so. With, the, with the singer that was already bald. So I say we start our own band called the Thunder Turds. <laughs> Thundercats. Oh! Uh, Michael McKean suggests to uh, Michael J. Fox that he should maybe join a different band because this band kind of sucks that we're in. You know I mean, there's tryouts and stuff. And he goes, you know, you know, for me, Doc, it's uh, bar busters or bus. You know, I can't I can't be in without it. So uh, I understand that people are like, why don't you join another podcast? I'm like, quality time is the only place for me, man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Joe and Patty fight over uh, where Ben is going to go. Uh, Patty tries out for a new band called the Huns. Jeremy, are you big Huns fan spelled with a Z? 
uh definitely not a real real uh, if it's only if only it was uh anvil so yeah anvil's um, a pretty big one excuse me eric i believe it is the huns with two z's <laughs> <laughs> so uh well uh you also so Joe takes the kid and is basically raising the kid back home at uh, mom's house. Uh, mom mentions that she's happy that she had two kids, meaning that Joe's the good one. Uh, <laughs> pow- power move, mom. Uh, uh, you get a little talk of advice from Jason Miller, who's just like, you know, I like. So he talks to Jason Miller, his dad, who uh, famous from The Exorcist. He plays Father Callus, and I like the scene where he's getting advice. And he's like, hey, you know, mom's kind of crazy. And he basically goes, you know what? We've been married this long. Sometimes she's just a fucking bitch. Like it's basically his whole his whole speech is just like, you know what? We've been together for a long time. Yep, she's just a fucking full on cunt. Sometimes we can't fix it. <laughs> no, but like. Uh, would you agree with me though that that's not even what i'm taking out of the conversation i find the conversation that's happening to be so vague that you're just dancing around whatever's going on because what i wrote down was does she have dementia and he's trying to point it out and the dad's like ah women be forgetting (laughs) bitches be bitches be forgetting you know (laughs) yeah the dishwasher doesn't work oh we have a dishwasher (laughs) yeah yeah your mom (laughs) my my favorite part of the the plot was uh the plot twist that um the father actually has to uh exercise joan jett (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, uh, your daughter sucks cocks in Cleveland. But, you know, listen, Joe, even though he's basically a single uncle dad right now, it doesn't stop him from trying to go out on dates. So he goes out onto a date to go see Michael McKeon's band. And I like her take of the music here. Um, They were just terrific. I loved it. If you closed your eyes, you'd think she was black. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the funniest lines in the world. I'm going to use that at a stand-up show at some point. If I close my eyes, your punchline sound black. <laughs> shout out, shout out Charlotte. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, that right after this scene though he goes and it's the very awkward scene where he washes ben and they're fully nude in a tub together uh seems like a seems rather inappropriate um but he tells him uh not to call him dad i'm not dad can't you see this is not a dad dick you're looking at here, kid um and he also shows him how to write a really shitty song too he's like i'm mostly a writer and like they work on this Ugh, that's fucking horrible anyway it'll be the title track um so um joe uh we get to patty finally comes uh back home or i'm sorry he goes to visit patty with her new metal band and her new look the huns where she's fully metaled out she's wearing red pants and everything uh and she has a heart to heart about uh benji now this is a 90 second clip but i call this the mom of the year clip so here you go here's this is confronted about not raising her son uh here's what uh joan jett says i've been trying to live my life by an idea see that machine that's an idea rock and roll that's an idea all those video game monsters bip 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 
All those bip-bips are separate. No moment is any more important than another. Nothing comes together. No heaven, no hell. Just moments. Moments connect you except mom's world. You don't believe that. Look, you see these idiots over here? Do you? They think they're gonna be stars. They sit there and they talk deals, demos, limos. Did you ever hear me talk like that? No! I go out there every night just to hear the beat. <laughs> That's all there is, man. Come on, is that what I'm supposed to tell Benji when I put him to sleep at night? But why don't you just tape record this little speech? I'll play it to him. Benji will figure it out for himself. He's got two good teachers. All right, you know what I think? I don't care what you think! I like... Uh, I, I got more of this clip, but I like that they're like... It's fine. He's three. He'll figure it the fuck out. This little bitch needs to grow up eventually. Uh, <laughs> just he's just like he's like I'll never forget what my mom said. Ju, 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 ju. <laughs> just fucking, yeah. this is probably one of the be- the best uh, monologues about video games with all those bit bit bips. Now, Jeremy, did you catch what game she's playing multiple times in this movie at the arcade? I'll, I'll I'll give it I'll give it at the end, but obviously the the uh, the bar had a nice uh, centipede in the uh, green room. So I did see that. Yeah, you know what my favorite game to play is? <laughs> Stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Personal space invader. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Let's hear a little uh, bit. I have to say, when we when we get to the uh, the arcade, uh, all I have to do is to talk about movies with vi- video games for like Dork Dynasty. Like, hey, look at all the games in this this movie. So, look at hey, did you see? There's video games in it. It's pretty cool, huh? It's um, <laughs> so like that scene from uh, Terminator Two when they have the afterburners um, movable uh, video video game. So, hell yeah. So here's a, here's a little bit more of the mom of the year right here. You don't understand anything. I'm sorry this happened. Okay, I didn't come here to fight. Billy, I said goodbye. One more thing. Give Benji my love. Give Benji my love. There you go. Mother of the year award. I'm out touring right now with the Huns. I'm not raising my family. Um, so uh, shortly after well, this. Only you can have a kid and just dangle them out the window. So Yeah. Uh, shortly after this, uh, Joe and Patty's mom gets uh, goes to the hospital. Guess what? She's got the ovarian cancer. Not even dementia at all. Just her, her fucking ovaries riddled with cancer made her forget things. I get it, how women's oh, bodies I, work. I, <laughs> I can't wait till that happens to me. <laughs> so uh, Joe goes uh, back off to see Patty, who just can't stop rocking. Um, and uh, in there, Jeremy mentioned, he told me to pull this riff. He says it's the same riff that he plays in Back to the Future. So uh, I grabbed this right here. Here we are. You guys aren't ready for that yet. It was a little bit earlier from Back to the Future. It was, I guess you guys weren't ready for that yet, but you'll abandon your kids for it. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) don't need money. 
don't need fame. Don't let my kid hit me with all this blame. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell if they actually took the audio from Back to the Future or if they actually had uh, Michael J. Fox play that part in, in the movie. So I also, I also love that Huey Lewis in the new song. I want a new mom. I want a <laughs> no. new mom. One who's always there. One that don't have jet black hair and smells like she smokes cigarettes in air. <laughs> mm, he's definitely not singing. I'm lucky to be stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Ashley, I know you probably don't catch as much of, uh, uh of the 98 rock, you know, living out in Pennsylvania, but there is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they they have really been leaning this season into Joan Jett being an Orioles fan. And she, there's like a mm. Joan Jett day. She's a huge Baltimore Orioles fan and stuff. Okay. So she's been on 98 Rock a lot because the Orioles are good this year. Anyway, mm-hmm. they have promos with Joan Jett where she just goes, Hey, this is Joan Jett. I just want to say it like that. It's fucking nonsensical. No. She sounds horrible. And this is breaking I was, I, so one day when I filled in uh, a little bit ago, uh, I was. <laughs> They played the promo, and they had to cut to the um, traffic guy, who's Tony Thornton. He's very, very, very genuinely kind-hearted man, mm-hmm. and I guess he had never heard the promo before. And when they cut to him, they're like, "Let's get to the Tony with traffic," and he's going, <laughs> he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> Every, we were all warned. They're like, "Listen, when you play a Joan Jet promo, you really can't just be laughing as soon as it's over. I know it's hilarious, but we're not allowed to laugh." And it's I'm telling telling you every i the only thing that makes me it, it makes me want to laugh harder than seeing a giant broad at a death clock concert oh, i mean it is God. it is hard it's a hard listen so apparently the traffic guy maybe got a little bit of a talking to <laughs> as he's laughing when he comes in he goes uh no, nothing something funny was in here <laughs> There is something so heartbreaking about seeing musical heroes get old and fall apart. And they're like, no, I'm going to keep going. I've still got it. And I'm like, oh, oh no, baby, yeah. go into retirement. You're all right. I'm, I'm sorry that Joan Jett is like William Shakespeare compared to uh, Joe Walsh on, on the radio. I think yeah. like 20 years ago, it was like literally something unbelievably nonsensical where he's like i'm like what the fuck is he saying i i i can get like one or two words out of entire sentences like this dude is like he actually did like stevie nicks back in the day but he is so burnt oh my gosh jeremy i like the idea that we need to make a guess who game for the podcast where you we just try to guess whose audio we're hearing yeah Yeah. (laughs) and they're just like is that is that Joan Jett? Oh, it's oh. President Joe Biden. Oh, Damn that's jo- that's Joan Biden. Um, <laughs> Joan Biden is. Um, so uh, how many words is the word uh, with Joan Biden? Yes. So, so he goes to go tell basically his mom. Or he goes to tell Joan right that uh, his mo- mom has ovarian cancer, and so she comes to the hospital looking like she's about to make an entrance into WrestleMania Fifty. She's just fully decked out in rock gear still. You're like, yeah, I go to the hospital like this. She doesn't even put on a jacket. She's like, fuck this. I go hard even in uh, the ICU, and uh, she's fully decked out. She does run into uh, Father Ansley, uh, who she won't even touch, which is. 
clear i mean it's clearly like she was sexually assaulted uh by the father at this point uh uh because it's clearly a man she respected blah 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 uh patty does go and hang out with her son actually after that which is nice uh she goes to meet uh up with her old band sans joe because obviously their relationship is uh in the in the dumper right now uh they watch a really crappy new wave band together and patty dances with everyone and sweet talks the band into getting back together uh but joe explains it's not his dream isn't music uh and he's like and it also has this weird uh step bro moment here where she's like you know every time i try to date a girl i do is compare her to you and then you're like oh my god i had to get up i was like sitting watching it i was like nope stood up i was like need a break from this movie give me a break stop trying to fucking have sex with your sister um man i i just feel like this is a terrible crossover between her band and michael j fox i'm like is the frighteners something yeah <laughs> I, I just well you think you know this is michael j fox he's he was trying to break out of uh his comedic roles uh so this is supposed to be a serious thing he's like yeah you know what michael let me tell you something uh you ever seen them star wars movies brother sister love is on the rise right now brother you gotta get on with you gotta strike while the iron's hot uh, i just want i just want to say that michael mckean is like man i've been thinking about your sister for years now i think i'm gay yes <laughs> oh, man well you know uh maybe growing pains are just what happens when your penis starts getting hard but it makes you uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah Ooh, growing pains. Uh, I'd rather oh be. I'd rather have a silver spoon jabbed in my dick hole. Um, so after ten times a day, you're finally okay. So uh, <laughs> there is a very odd. Um, yes, please do so. My daughter was very respectful. She came down with a fully typed sentence to convey to me while I was here. Oh, um, thank nice. You. Thank you, Jane Beverly. She's Love you. Up. Thank you. Um, so uh, there is this weird needle scene where I like that, like she has ovarian cancer, is probably getting like chemo, but she can't get stuck. Like her mom can't get stuck with a needle, and Joan's going like, We're, "It's right here. You're with me. Yeah. We're living in our own little world right now. Just me and the kitty, and that's it. And then don't fuck this up." And uh, the Reverend has a real problem with this, so he confronts Joe about uh, about Patty. Father and I have talked about this. Patty is dangerous. Excuse my language, Reverend. What is this shit? Uses reason nothing. She doesn't care about family, church, society. Doesn't care if the garbage is. She helps my mother. That's all that matters. Is poisoned. She's in there right now, trying to strip your mother of her faith. Every night I fight Patty's influence. Your mother's mind is weak. Patty's chosen this moment to get revenge. I'm not gonna listen to this anymore. So, uh, where's, where's, where's John Lithgow when you need him so we can just make get, get rid of dancing in this movie? So, yeah, <laughs> I see, I see your sister in there. She's trying to ruin your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Kyle? What, what is going on? I'm heterosexual Reverend John Lithgow. Um, I, <laughs> my, my associate pastor, John Ritter. So. <laughs> I kind of wish there would have been a scene where he looks at Michael J. Fox and he goes, what is it? 
And then Michael just <laughs> spews pea soup all over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I was fine, I was finally fine with all that techno metal because it's very good and 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 good for kids. Hey, have also, you heard, have you heard that strong man in that techno band Trent Rosner? He's great. <laughs> Also, how cute was my kitty? That was I, so I had to, lovely. I had to put him down because he was purring into the mic. Aww. Aww. Lovely kitty cat. Which kit? What's that cat's name? That's Sawyer. He's Aww. 10. He's my old baby. Is that like, is that like, me is he like, like Drake and Sawyer? No, all my cats are named after uh, characters from Lost because I have bad taste, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but you know what isn't lost? Those goddamn cats. They're permanently imprinted on your soul. So uh, I love them. She, uh, uh, the doctors say there's really nothing else they could do for mom since they can't jab her with a needle. Apparently, mm. they're just not. They can't. Uh, we can't get a needle in her. She's good as dead. <laughs> um, so she and Patty have a heart to heart. She mentions he's like, you know, you got to get dad to remarry. I wish he would go. I like that she starts laying out like, I, you know, there's a single woman that's about my age. I've been really eyeing it up, and you think this is weird, but our um our grandmother Jane a hundred percent did this before she died. She like laid out. She like asked this lady who was a widow named Ruthie, who became my uh my grandmother. So when she died, uh literally my grandfather and uh I always called her Aunt Ruthie got together and got married. And he was just like he's like I want you to know like it's kind of like it's kind of weird to like say you know I'm dying um like. Uh, you know, my brother is available if you want to fucking bang him out or do whatever. Or like, I just, I just say, hey, you know, Sean Gabbard, my dear friend, hun, if I die, I need you to go fuck this Sean Gabbard fella. Uh, that would make me feel more comfortable. Like, <laughs> it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's very funny as a woman though when I hear stuff like this because hey, it very much used to happen like socially it mm. was a thing to be like we need to set ourselves up or like continue family um lines and stuff as far as like the money needs to stay in the family so marry my brother like that was a thing but as a woman when i hear things like this i'm like oh women say to themselves my man cannot take care of himself in the wild he has been domesticated like my cat. He's gotten fat. He can't care for yeah. himself. I need a new owner to come in and service that penis. Like, I would be so bad at this because, like, you know, let's say I had a fatal disease. I'm dying. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, Tracy, I, uh. I, I want you to see if you could maybe meet my friend, Small Dick Bob. He's the tiniest penis in the world. And you're like, why is he called Small Dick? Oh, it was just a nickname we gave him a long time ago. And I'm like just setting her up with like the worst lover in the world. I, I love that you think she's going to marry another man. <laughs> so, you're right, Eric. A woman that played rugby is definitely going to marry a second one. So, uh... Finally, though, uh, she um, she she asks for forgiveness for being a bitch to her the, her whole life, and uh, Patty decides to come uh, clean with the identity of Benji's father. I know you've always wanted to know who Benji's father was. It was John Ansley, Reverend Ansley. I never told him. You said he was a good influence on me. It was him. 
And what any mother would say after hearing that a trusted family friend assaulted you and uh, had that you had a child with, uh, any mother would probably just say this right after. Good. Now I can forgive him. <laughs> have you forgiven him? Not even two seconds. It's like, hey, have you forgiven your sexual assaulter yet? Have you, hey, have you, have you, have you thought about it yet? Also, I do think it's a very funny move, uh, move of Joan Jett to be like, hey, you're dying. I want one of your last thoughts to be about this awful thing I never told you about. <laughs> hey, guess what? Remember that guy you thought was really good? Guess what? He goofed in me. <laughs> Let me explode your entire religion as you slip into the next world. <laughs> Uh, so uh the, he was he was the greatest mormon preacher that we had yeah so uh <laughs> they do have a wonderful embrace after this there's crying and there's forgiveness as uh she uh uh she also has one last wish she says hey will you join me in heaven one day and she goes yeah yeah i will um which <laughs> Listen, the idea of having these strenuous relationships all through life, I have to go see you for the rest of eternity. Fuck off. <laughs> the only it thing I wanted, It was funny. I was talking to Tracy the other day. She was like, uh, I was like, who, who would you rather see? Would you do you want to see your grandparents? She's like, I mean, I'd like to visit them every once in a while in heaven. I don't want to fucking see them all the time. She's like, the only one I want to see is that goddamn dog with that died. And that's the only thing I care about. <laughs> so I don't blame her for that. Uh, like the idea that in heaven, you're like you say to your wife you're like mm, the kids haven't called <laughs> like in a while she's like yeah that's fine they're off doing their own thing you know chasing dead puppies <laughs> uh, I must say that uh, I think most of the movies she just was deadpan and barely acting but then she took it to another level of a bad crying also yeah yeah it is real bad just think we could have had the boss during this whole time doing bad news <laughs> no wait a minute are we <laughs> wait a minute are, are we <laughs> born in the usa would just be he's the father of a bastard <laughs> yeah something like that i don't know what the original script was but it was written around <laughs> one bruce springsteen he's like i came in a reverent today and i'm born in the usa joan jet second on <laughs> i was just would have been happy with uh um, Bruce Springsteen with a big uh, mohawk when he tries to kill the president. True that. Yeah. Taxi Ooh. driver. Shout out. Hear me out. John Cougar Melon Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> John Bon Hovey. Um. <laughs> Little titty about Jack and Patty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, mom passes. Dad shows the emotion of uh, getting a ding in his car. And... <laughs> Joe tells Patty how uh, he worships her and how how we're all waiting for you at the funeral. You know, you got to come to the funeral. I worshipped you. And uh, she goes to the funeral and then all of a sudden erupts into like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, he goes to goes He collects her from the uh, arcade. And Jeremy, what game is she playing at the arcade? Well, not, as, not only is she uh, sitting next to Time Pilot, and there was a, a centipede around, but apparently she really likes Gyrus. 
which was uh, not only my my cousin's favorite game and also with uh, me, I definitely played it. Uh, it was great to see all those video games. So that's probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, little known fact, um, this uh, that video game actually inspired uh, country star Billy Ray Gyrus. So uh, very... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my black hearts my eggy <laughs> break you black hearts the whole i think the whole movie was just a uh uh you what do you call a, an you allegory know. about about gyrus and and the the game that gets you stuck in in a circle in, in life i think it was pretty deep so it's pretty deep man pretty prodigal deep. stepson uh but <laughs> after the after the rocking uh uproarious uh crowd sounds as they enter the funeral uh all of a sudden we're playing a gig with the old band the uh the uh what is it the bar whatever the uh, bar busters bar. there we go the bar busters have taken the Lepinions. stage but there is no patty with them me and my sister patty used to play here all the time with the bar busters is anybody here from cleveland And they start they start rocking out as they're playing the title track Light of Day as Joan Jett slowly makes her way out to uh, join her sweet brother who's singing there. The band fully reunited. Which brings us to an end of the light of day. Jeremy, your final thoughts on the light of day. Uh, I would have had a better ending when uh, Nathan Gale shot jo- Joan Jett on stage. And uh, also, um, or maybe they shot Michael J. Fox. Okay, sounds good. Um, and then they burned the place down. That is the exact response I was get- expecting to get out of you. Uh, Ashley Pontius, your final thoughts on Light of Day. I would have renamed the band The Cock Blockers. Because that's exactly what that sister was. Yeah, there's a lot of cock blocking that happened in this. Um, It was fine. Yeah, you know, the movie, Jeremy, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why it has ever stuck with you or is in any importance to anyone to ever watch this. But if you'd like to watch it, it's free on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, Ad free, so you can uh, check the pirated version out currently online uh and you get to see michael j fox playing guitar and singing songs with Joni jet so check it out as soon as you can um ashley what do you got on the docket here uh you can always find uh the podcast link and dates and shows on ashleypontiuslaps.com uh, I will be performing in Delaware on the 28th. Ooh. So fuzzy on details about that. Uh, and then on the 29th, I will be back at Genova's in York, PA with Mike Stork and Michael Pilata. Hell yeah. That show that show was great, the show at yeah, Genova. So I'm excited that that's still coming back. Uh, the next uh, two things are really I got on the docket are um, 
October, the first weekend of October, I'll be back up in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. So come and check me out there. And Bussy is recording uh, uh, a show at the uh, Magoobie's Joke House on the 27th. So check that out. Jeremy, take us out of here. Jamers forever.